to the Padres podcast, all you Bowsers and Bowsettes, how's it going? I'm uh, Daniel, but uh, everyone just calls me George, and this is my co-host Brown, because Mike is once again here, but that's okay, buddy. It's okay. How this you doing, the Brown? the one where Mike was at work. That's just our naming conventions now, going forward. Exactly. Whatever Mike was doing, here I am. No, Mike was just Nine. sleeping last time. Yeah, you know, everyone needs sleep. Everyone needs sleep. But as your knight in shining armor to come save you and drag you out of the pits of despair and audio quality, me and my beautiful microphone are back. Because that was the major feedback we got was, damn, I sound good. The people love it. I love it. Hello, do. We gained an Italian listener just because of you. Just because of my beautiful, sexy voice. I was going right. to say bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> bonjour. You don't even know your own people, do you? No. Uh, the only Italian word I know confidently is uh, pipistrello, <laughs> which is bat. Seriously? Yeah, isn't it? Bat is pipistrello. No, I'm not going to look this up. I've never, I, I, I know quite a few Italian I words. I thought like it was, you know, like uh, Arlecchino, the little guy in like all the colorful Arlecchino, stuff. Arlecchino, yeah, the fucking. Oh, I it's, thought it's, his it's, name was Pipistrello, and then I was found <laughs> to be incorrect. I mean, you are correct. Pipistrello is bat. Yeah. See, it's such a weird word, but it, it, it means bat. Palate Italiano. Yeah. People would and say, uh, como se dice? There you go. Those are the only. That's uh, all como you se dice? Hello. Uh, como se dice? Pipistrello. Bad. Ah. Hello. Pipistrello sounds like a curse word. It's yeah. It, it sounds weird. It has the word pipi in it. So. But anyways, that's our Italian. That's for all our Italian listeners out there. Exactly. Uh, our bonjour, one Italian listener. Bonjour, je m'appelle. Our um. Uh, our a there we go. There's our French. Yeah, oh, that's true. Uh, that's From our about statistics, all languages I know. We have uh, one listener in Italy, seven in the United States, and 50 in Canada. Wow, crazy. A little bit of that's bias just, there. How good we are. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I realized after, because I listened to our podcast, was I swear a lot. Like, every other word I said was fuck. So this week, I'm keeping it a conscious effort to not use it, because I was using it like the word like. And I was just using fuck as a transition word, so you know, I'm trying to, you know, got my uh, thesaurus here. Uh, <laughs> have an active thesaurus right beside yeah. you. So, you know, transitional words, things like that. Keep it going. That was one of the criticisms against Mike for, his, for our first episode was that he kept saying like, 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 and then. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. You, you when you know come, when you're trying to talk and you're trying to it, once someone brings it up then you notice it but if no one says anything you can kind of just go through with it but then you and, sound like an absolute idiot yeah it's, it's a good word you kept like saying i mean i mean i mean look i, I mean, mean you know i mean i mean like look here look here hey bub i mean they look here bud look here bud anyways 
Uh, we don't have topics on this show. We kind of meet beforehand and then ask each other how our days were going. So I was going to say, like, like, I have two topics, like D&D being one of them, because we share an interest in that and all our fellow friends. But then the other thing I was thinking about while I was fixing up my backyard this weekend was the radio and how much I don't understand it. So what, you know, what, don't you, like, what don't you understand about the radio? <laughs> so the radio, right? This is a weird transition, okay, but we every yeah. time I'm Perfect in the car, segue. every time I'm in the car, like I don't want to Google it because I don't care enough to do it, but I'm like, how do they track how many people are listening right now? Do they track that? Is that a thing you can do? I don't know about the radio if they track yeah, how many like, people are listening. Like, so how do, you, how do you know how profitable it is? How do you know how, how much reach you have as a radio station? How many people turn, turn, tune in? Because advertising space costs money, so like on a smaller radio station, it would cost less than a bigger one. But is it all just public perception? There's no actual hard facts. Hey. That, that's what, like you know what I mean. Like when when you have a radio ad, it's like we're the biggest radio station in Toronto, ninety-five point nine. It's like how? What? Um, so. There's something invented called the PPM, or Portable People Meter. This hardcore piece of equipment is about the size of an old-school pager. Its electronic ear literally listens and picks up inaudible data encoded into your audio, identifying the radio station that you're listening to. So what happens is that while the radio waves are being sent to you, um, this very little device it's in an inaudible bit of data and then it feeds back what you're listening to along those same radio waves that makes no sense do you understand that, how radio waves work that did not make any sense to me okay what about um okay uploading. Well, well, okay i get that but like so so it, in layman's terms they can they do track they can track to see what you're listening yeah. to the 21st century they can but back in the day no they they no okay they but then what i'm saying is like video when you're driving around or do you have like spotify now as most people do um you no know, i'm gonna admit to something terrible right here oh, boy. i if i don't find a good i have to in the summertime i have to have the windows down and then i have to be blasting the radio if it's a good song Okay. There's no good songs on the radio. I'm listening to my headphones. Okay, that's fine. Headphones. Yeah. That's just okay. It's you not know. right. I know. I'll admit it. It's not that's, right. Nobody should be driving around with headphones in because uh, that's super just, dangerous. You just look like an idiot. No, you just look like an idiot. Oh, I look not like even I'm a the safe. No, you look like you look like you're stupid. Oh. Yeah, you're like well, this guy has headphones in his car. It's like people who wear AirPods in their ears, but they're not listening to anything in their cars because they want to be wearing AirPods. Otherwise, I got a CD in, or I got my my own personal music. Yeah, you can I'm play not... the CD. Like you can you, anything you can play from your phone, you can play from your car. Like why do you have headphones? Depends on the vehicle you're driving. No, you you there's adapters for you can have cassette tape adapters to your phone. I understand there's, there's that, no, but there are no some excuse. there's there no some excuse. vans that I drive for work that don't have. Any tape? They, they have they CD. Don't have a, they don't have really. They don't have a cassette player. It was like that weird time in between tape decks and okay. USB. Yeah. All right. There. I I don't believe you. 
I'm going to drive to your house. Next time I have a work van, I will oh. drive to your fucking house. I'll drive it right into your goddamn pool that you won't let me swim in. Okay, you drive it there. Go beep beep. Very upset by that pool. Okay, but then so they can track it. But then, like, once the commercials come on, you don't stay. You leave. Like, who actually sits in... Who actually... Like, you don't listen to commercials on the radio. So, like, why are people paying for commercials on the radio? This is pay for commercials on the radio for the slight action of a second that someone's but listening or, like, or the fact maybe but, someone is it, it's it's uh, not even the fact that somebody needs to watch or listen to the ad it's that they just need that little but like you have to be like an older person to actually sit through the ads like because they do all those tick tricks and techniques where it's like the biggest news story coming up after these three songs are coming right after after these ads they never say like a time frame they always say it ambiguously so you don't know when to come back so you just think it's safer to listen to the app that's the mind games they pull but i don't care i'm just gonna move on i want to listen to music so that's why i get Sometimes, satellite radio like satellite radio makes sense yeah. to me that's like you pay for it but it's all music all the time or it's all podcasts all the time which is Sometimes just spotify you so you don't have okay. satellite radio you just have regular radio Maybe you're busy, or you you really are you know, kind of just zoning out. Then the the ads just play, so it doesn't matter. No, no, never. You just keep flicking through. The only time I listen to ads is is if all my presets have ads on. I think that's your inner SpongeBob. Is it? I don't think so. Yeah, the fact that you can't, the fact that you have to stay completely zero in, focused. No, I don't want to eye on the fucking radio. No, I just uh, one you can, I can change the radio station for my steering wheel. Thank you very much. The future is now. Oh, yeah, look at you. Yeah, look at me. So yeah, like I'm not gonna listen to. I'm just gonna keep changing it. I'm Columbus not drive, gonna listen to it. Columbus Drive 2003. Okay. Like. Uh, Rollers, but like know? if like if there's anyone in the passenger seat and they're and you're pl- say you're the driver and we're listening to the radio and then an ad comes on, I will change the station. I don't feel rude changing it because it's like there's no music. I won't touch it if there's music. If you're the passenger, if I'm the passenger and there's music, you gotta abide by the rules. You know the, the driver set. Some people yeah, like yeah. to think the passenger sets the rules. Like you're shotgun, you're the DJ, which I get is true to a degree. But like if the driver requests something, you gotta put the driver. Music on. That's, I'm not that's the argument no. I would get in with my fiance Kirsty is that we would driving, and then if I was, if she was the one driving, she would say, "Well, the driver chooses the music." And then when yeah. I was driving, she'd be like, "Well, no, choose the music." I was like, "What? No, you said drive. What? No, we both no. agree. Driver chooses the yeah. music." See, and she tries driver to play the chooses card, the music, but, but the passenger is the one who changes it and actively, you know, monitors. They're, they're the music manager per se. They handle. The goings-ons, the playings of the music. Well, I've always seen the passenger as the navigator. Like, if the driver oh, needs... Oh, 100%. If, yeah. like, that's how... I remember being a kid, my dad would print out the directions and then hand oh, them to yeah. me. And then you would just map have this, quest. like, map quest, like, five-page thing stapled together, and your dad's yelling at you, asking you how many kilometers was it, and you're just flipping through, and you're, like, panicking because you don't know where you I'm are. He's, he's, he's looking at you. What did it say? What did it say? Wait, make it a left. How many kilometers? What's the straight called? And you're like, I don't know. My dad did that once, and we went over to Italy. Terrible. We got us fucked up because there's a highway around Rome. First and foremost, all the highways create a circle around Rome. If you do fuck up, you just end up driving around and around Rome. That's not bad, though. But 
but here's the thing. It was like hot. You had to get to Highway 27. You got to Highway 27 from Highway 28. You had to take the off-ramp to Highway 28 to get onto Highway 27 into Rome. That is a bit confusing. No, it's absolutely messed. But apparently the London highways are the absolute worst world never driven oh yeah like vacations and like you're trying to figure out directions before everyone has just had it on their phone and it's like oh god i wouldn't oh thankfully i was a kid and i was just sitting in the back seat not paying attention but like the stress levels in the front and then like the siblings in the back are just fighting over like kfc or something like popcorn chicken and your parents try to slap you from in front and their, their arms are going to the back Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to sit behind um, my mom so she could never she was the passenger so she would never be able to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best spot. My brother would just get smacked in the legs and shit. I've always wondered like how stressful it must have been because yeah, we had map quests and, and the printing of pages yeah. and of course now we have phones but stressful was before when you had to have those gigantic map. Oh, I had my dad handed me that before and said find oh, it God. and I was like 8 or not like I was like young terrifying it's, like he was like okay. he like stickied the pages so he gave me the mac questing and then that yellow big book that oh, just had it all wow. and i was like no i was like no yeah i'm having it maybe that's where my anxiety comes from <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that's why when i'm driving i google maps i look like every five seconds like i'm just like okay five kilometers four kilometers Three kilometers, two kilometers. I got it's this bad. interesting thing. I uh, I study the routes and I say the names of streets to myself that I know I got to turn, and then I don't have to look at it for like. That's that's an smart. Hour. I'm just I'm I'm just too anxious about it. Like I even if it's like I know the route, I'm like double check, double check, double check. Double check, double check, double check. Double Here check, he is. Check. Here it is. You think he's Mike's gonna hop on? Here. He's not gonna hop he's on. on. Come on. No he's... channel. He's ruining the podcast sure you Ange the mange is not gonna pop on because his you know what him, muted. him and ben and ant the all of our padres buddies uh, they don't want their voices being heard on they're the podcast. compromising the integrity of the show they're not compromising no. any oh, <laughs> whatever happened there i'll take it i'll take it i didn't do anything by the way that was not me i would love yeah. I would love Someone, if that was our producer, Akez13. That, that would have been be, hilarious. I, would, I really hope it was. Thank you for keeping us safe. Guardian Angel. The fans hopping over, trying to get onto the stage. The little piece. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not um, allowed to come on stage while the performers right. are on. I got to get to the bottom of this because you said something. Well, first and foremost, are you a Bowser or a Bowser? What does that mean? I don't know. What, do you not remember like, the whole like, Bowser? Like Bowser. Is hot, yeah. <laughs> Buet is hotter than Bowsette, though. Serious? Yeah, Google Buet. Buet's hot. Oh, my All the Ets are hot. That was a whole thing. I can't believe Nintendo like officially killed that by stating only Toad can wear the crown. Toadette or just Toad? It, it, so Toad wears the crown becomes Toadette, I believe. But then everyone's oh, like, right. oh, what if... Bowser, what if Bowser? What if Boo? What if yeah? But then they said, "Oh no, only, only Toad can." Because I think the internet did what it does best. It it made a lot of porn. It made very fast a lot of porn. A lot of porn. It is. 
that was a time on the internet. That thing just took over. Time to be a Bowsette was huge. Absolutely. Really was. Like that was You said something movement. quite inciting to me prior to the start of this podcast in which you said that our D D sessions near the oh, end were you shit. Want, you wanna get into this? You wanna get into I do you wanna get into this? I wanna okay. I wanna hear your so fucking background for our my listeners is is we we so me, you, and then our group of friends from elementary school started playing D and D what three, four years ago at this point? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there, three, four years. And ago. we had a session. We had a not a session. We had like a campaign that lasted three years, and then it ended late last, like last year. It ended, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. So now we're gonna just to give some background information. Uh, it was a, a lot of all of our first times playing, but not, not you. So you were the dungeon master. Yes, yes, so I was. We had I... to learn from from scratch. Exactly, and yeah, and, it was, but it was my first campaign to keep that in mind. Yeah, as a DM. So, oh, my computer. No, no, we're good. Never mind. I just didn't good. move my mouse. Okay. My entire, <laughs> it's just my computer just didn't move. I thought my power died. We're good. Um, we're good. We're good. So, like, like, like a lot of game of like Monopoly, like a lot of games of Monopoly house rules. While they do serve a purpose. It makes it drag on for way too long, and then everyone gets fed up and flips the table. That's the best analogy I have for our D and D campaign. That's what happened? People flipped the table by the end. That's, that's well, how we had felt. a lot of because because that's the thing you taught us the game mm-hmm. more or less, and then I think like two years into it, I actually went on, like a binge of like D and D. I was watching like the Dungeon Dudes and all these YouTube channels, and I was like getting into it, and it it was a compelling moment in my life where I'm like, we're playing this wrong. We are not doing anything <laughs> right. Like, it was like top 10 house rules that you shouldn't have. I swear to God, we had all of them. Oh my God, we I had all 10. Up. And I was like, holy crap. And then I googled how spells worked and how everything worked. And I was like, we're not doing anything. So that's why. It's D&D true. Yeah. No, I didn't. It was not... interesting. Now, I to preface this, in the beginning, it made sense. You know, our group was not a, um, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call them like a season. They were not role players. They were not, they just wanted to fuck shit up. Okay. They wanted to fuck shit up. They were not in the spirit of D&D. And then we had a lot of people who, you know, were inebriated during the vast majority of our games. And not a lot of people were there a lot of the time. And I mean, they mm-hmm. were there in the room, but not there in the room, um, mm. mentally. Which led to which led which, to quite a few deaths. Which led to many things. Which le- which like there was just fundamental problems in our foundation of D and D. Like the first sessions were kind of funny. There was like what, how many of us at that point? There was like five of us. Or no, six I think of us playing. I think when we started, there was like six or seven of us. Like what was the original original cast minus Dave? Was how many people? One, two, three, four. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Five. Five. Oh, so, my God. Like, like, in my mind, like, three to five is kind of, like, a good amount of people. Like, you two and, people with a... Boring, because there's just two of you. Three with... So, like, I mean, three players, and the DM's always an extra plus one, because you need someone to exactly. play with. But, like, the campaign party. You know, three to five is good, especially for, for re- regular folk. 
I'll call us. We're not. We. It was our first session. It was our first Layman, time. Yeah, and course. like, well, we're like a lot of us are into video games and you know fantasy movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Like being role playing game in person, like playing it is a different kind of thing. And so it was like yeah. we just kept going, and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger. But then people's enthusiasm for it kept getting smaller and smaller. Yes. So yes, it created this really, really weird dynamic with it. Like, in the beginning, it, it, again, in the beginning it was fun. But we were, like, playing, like, stupidly. It was all our first time, you know? So it's like, like, D&D for people who don't play it, it's like, there's no board or anything. You just play, but you got, you got to take it seriously. Like, if this was a real character, because when your character dies, they die. Like, you rip up the sheet, they're gone from this memory, this moment. So it's like, we didn't treat it like that. We treated it like Grand Theft Auto, where we're going to respond after. And so, like, you know, we kind of went a little crazy, where it's like, the first time you load up GTA, you do the cheat codes, and you just start murdering everybody. Yeah, you go on your spree. You, you go on your spree. You start kill. That was us in D&D all the time. It was just, we're just going to kill everybody. Well, there's an like, actual terminology in which most dungeon masters, when we talk to each other, we kind of discuss groups as all being the same thing is murder hobos yeah you know you move from place to place you don't really have a home and you're just murdering people that that's like that's fun in the beginning and then after the first couple seconds like some people and i'm going to use the word some but me well actually jarby yes and no but it was like let's get some stuff going on and we just kept murdering people and murdering yeah and well, I helped you. I helped you found a home base. Like I literally named the town after your character. Okay, wait, wait. Let's not even get into that right now, because that's like at least an hour and a half. How I made a character, and then we got to my character city, and I didn't become the king of the city. I wasn't even a thing on it. I was just a regular dude. Why weren't you? Why weren't you the king of the city? Like, why you didn't wanna you? You want to know why? Because Johnny couldn't make it to the sessions because he went to Ottawa, so you had to give him something to do. That's why. Oh, that's right. You fuck. Oh my god, did I actually facilitate that? Yes. I thought everyone left. voted on that. No. Oh, shit, man. I'm Jarby. We're in Jarbo. What the fuck? Like, I wasn't even, like, anything. I just had, like, a nice plot of land. No, I didn't. I had a cabin. My plot of land was off of Jarbo. It was the temple with the dragon. Oh, that's true. Which is something I did myself. That's right. Yes. Well, we did did end up running, like, kind of solo idea things. See, that was the other thing. So that's what kind of our D&D, like... I want to, like... I want to have like a deep dive into our D and D and like analyze like what went wrong, like the death of our D and I can tell you exactly what I went wrong. I can tell you exactly what happened, and not to right. be rude, but it's all your fault. <sighs> but it's 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 your fault in trying to facilitate the needs of everybody and the needs mm-hmm. of our group versus making like, okay, you you're not putting the effort in, you, you can't play anymore. Because you wanted to make sure everyone could play. But then, again, yes. you had... The, so, again, what happens was we're playing, people are drunk, you know, all that stuff. So, people weren't re- remembering the rules. 
People didn't know the rules. People didn't know their characters. People didn't know their spells. And then we had all the homebrew rules about how spells worked and stuff. Because you tried to make it easy for everyone because you you knew no one would try. So you made it easy. Like, how we use spells and spell slots, which made combat stupid. And in turn, because you made us use unlimited spells, which in D&D, the way it works is you have a certain number of slots. Think of it like a revolver. Like a, a a revolver, and then you put your spells in there. But depending on your level, you can only have like six bullets. Yeah, and you. So that's why the problem is people think the spells are the gun. No, the spell slots are the gun. The spells yeah. are the ammo. That's how you have to see it. But we were casting spells as much as we wanted. It was like scorching ray, scorching ray, boom boom. But cantrips. I don't know, but cantrips are a type yeah, of spell which but like I like it. no one was using no one was using first level spells and fourth level spell slots. No one was no, using everybody that. was Everyone using was cantrips. Cantrips and spells and you you couldn't keep track of what everyone was doing and, and people didn't want to keep track because they wanted to win and fuck you over because they became a us versus you mentality. So yeah, people would cheat that point. People would cheat. So it was like a terrible <laughs> like ugh. Ugh. Gave people way too much power, I think. You gave no, because because we didn't have a committed group. Like we, we had a committed group to playing, but not to playing correctly and just yeah, not to role like a, playing. It, it was like a just a dick around thing. But then the problem is to facilitate that. You need to make this a bridge D and D. So then, okay, you can cast your spell as many times as you want, but like don't do it too much or like try to you know keep track of what you can do but you know if you cast it twice you cast it twice you know what i mean whatever but then to facilitate that you need to make the monster super strong and crazy because they're also gonna die in two seconds yeah exactly which then you wanted to make it like very special to everyone and make everyone the main character of their Mm -hmm. own story yeah and you introduce the fucking rings Which this is where it first went wrong because I can say as the person who got the first ring, the story did change and I be like, I became the main character. I don't give a fuck who that pisses. I was the main <laughs> character. I was the fucking team. I was there. I was the dude. I think I was us. Ring definitely trusted people into positions of power, making them main characters and then it kind of left there were some people who didn't want any of the the magic rings they kind of yeah, like shug fucking stupid because <laughs> then they sat there and got upset because they wouldn't do anything that's very like like ben hated jarby he wasn't wrong jarby was the main character but it wasn't because you were saving me it was just because he had the storyline because I had the first ring. So I kept going off and having conversations with you in private, you know, and then I would keep it a secret because that's how Jarby was. I wasn't going to tell people. I was role playing to a degree. I was like, I'm a greedy gnome. I don't give a shit about anybody else. Fuck all you hope. Well, you were the butcher. I was, okay, that, that's a different issue. I didn't even make my backstory and, you know, that was all. Oh, okay. Look, I asked every single I, fucking I know. person to make I a know. back fucking story. And I guess know. who didn't make a backstory? Guess who make a, didn't make a backstory? It was me. It was me. Exactly. So what I decided to do was I said, you know what? I'm just going to fuck this guy over. I'm just going to have a continuous <laughs> backstory going. He's going to be literally <laughs> immortal. But at this point. And he, he he has an amnesia every fifty years, but at this point, every time I want something to fuck him over, 
There you go. You, Pull it out of my hat. You can just write it in. It was pretty clever. It's like you have this whole past you don't know about. So like characters would talk to me and I'm like, I don't remember who you are. And that's how the story was. So like I had this huge backstory, but I didn't know because I didn't write one. So you wrote it in as amnesia, which makes sense. But it was funny. But that's the problem. <laughs> you, you you were invested in my character more than anyone else's any other else's character. Yeah, that's just is true. by then, that fact. Then I got I got really invested in um um Honey's character, which I gotta take a look at something. We gotta, um, we're gonna break up the monotony of this for a second to um, discuss one of our of our sponsors. Um, to just to let you know, Brown, our sponsor is uh, Angeloni <laughs> Angeloni's guitars. Angeloni guitars. Um, Angeloni uh, well, guitars. He's, cutting well, he's, boards and chairs. Exactly, he's he's spreading into. Remember, he he tackled um, rocket propulsion yes. engineering, um, and and he you know what he has tackled guitar manufacturing. He is now moving on the noble pursuit of chair repair. Angeloni's chair repair for a fair, you get a chair that's fair. Fix these pair with love and care. Come to Angeloni's chair repair for all your chair repair needs. He is expanding faster than you than the universe. He is so many day. different industries. What a talented man! What can't he do? One day we will all be up. Ladies, hit him up right now if you hit him um, up. Of course, give us a shout out at, at Padres Podcast, capital P's. Let us know what you think about not only us but Angeloni and his ever expanding hole. Yeah, the ever expanding hole of his talents. Exactly. Yeah, the PP cast. Hashtag PP cast. Padres podcast. Capital Padres. Padres podcast. All right. Well. Anyways. Um, but, okay. Look. Look. And then, and, and of course, you know the 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 CEO of Angeloni's everything, uh, John Luca. He he ultimately like Johnny. He he's you know. He ended up kind of becoming a main character too because I started focusing a little bit more on him, especially when uh, your character died. Which yeah. did your okay. character oh, die again? Well, let's keep it. Let's let's keep it. Let's let's do pre like. Sorry, like like let's do like A uh, D and B C. So like B C, A D. Okay, one sec. I don't agree with B C or A D because oh B C is before Christ. Okay. AD is Anos Domini, so okay. you're subscribing to oh, a lot of Christian. Jarby's life and then Poe's Jarby. Those were the mm. big kind of seasons in D. Right. All right, I can agree with that. So, like with Jarby being alive, th- there were some tensions growing in the group because people, namely Ben, hated him because he was the main character and he was a shitty side character, and all his shitty characters he made were shitty side characters because they died so fast. Thus, he hated me. And in turn, Jarby. I mean, I you, you, Bar- your character also killed his character. I killed his first character, but not in the reasons people think. He was attacking people we were trying to save, and I had the girl's mom's decapitated head in my bag. Yes, <laughs> that is a key fact that people <laughs> overlook. I wanted to, I wanted to see where that went. Went to hell. I think I also I did I did mess up things to that head. I'm pretty sure like we did some bad things. Um, yes, yeah, we killed a lot of people. Like just did terrible things. You know, we're not like that in real life. Like when you're let loose in the sandbox, you're gonna play. 
there was ten hostages. Yeah. Guys probably got away with be one or two. With one or two. Well, because so we were in like to paint the picture for the folks at home. We were in like a sand tomb, and we got to the end. I he got the ring. That's the thing. Okay, whoa, 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 no, sorry, you're you're explaining this terribly. Am I? First, they're like second or third session in, like you know, where they're still pretty new, whatever. I decided to throw a dungeon at them. It was a pretty good dungeon. There was hostages in the dungeon. There was bull in the dungeon. They were, you know, supposed to save because I was kind of hoping that they would become a a, a good leaning group. Fortunately, they leaned more evil than good. They had literally just robbed and left for dead the guide to the dungeon outside. Yes, but I thought maybe you could get over that. But anyways, when they got the treasure of the uh, dungeon, which was one of the fabled powerful rings, um, the dungeon started to collapse in on itself with sand kind of like pouring in, you know, kind of like the water filling the room style or, or something like that. And you can go from here now, Brown. This so, is where you can take over. So we're trying to leave. Now, Ben's character... What was his name? Barf or Bruff? Bruff? Bruff. Bruff. Yeah. We're just going to call him Cuck. Because that's what he was. The Cuck. <laughs> he, was a, he was a Kenku, a Cucko, whatever we can, Yeah, Kenku's a type of bird person we, created we, we in the Dungeons and Dragons Cucko. world. And by we, I mean me. The Cucko. <laughs> Cucko. The Cucko was just, I don't need, he just started to attack them, correct? See, there, there in fact, no... he killed one. He killed one of the hostages. So then I attacked him for attacking the people. So we were fighting as everyone else was leaving. And the sand was falling. You kept reiterating, the sand is falling, the sand is... It's, it's around your feet. Around. Around now, I was a no. So I was much shorter than everyone else. But the point still stands. So that, then he started to attack me because I attacked him for attacking the hostages. So we had this battle. Thankfully, our good boy, Joe DiMaggio, the mage, Johnny, Johnny had stepped in and took one of his hits. Then the next hit, uh, Cuck critically failed the hit and knocked himself out. Yes. In which I stole the ring off his finger and left before him you, Before you did that, he did have a chance to get up. And he failed again. Yeah. So so he died. I got the ring. He died. You, we're, you're not supposed to meta game, and which which that means like bring things outside of the game into the game. So if you have a personal grudge with someone, you don't put it into the game. You know what I mean? Exactly. If, yeah. um, Joey didn't give you ten bucks for lunch, and he owes you ten bucks. Don't try to kill him in D and D. You know what I mean? That's outside the game. There's inside the game. Ben meta gamed. So. <laughs> the next character, what was the next? Bart? I think it was Bart. Bart Bart hated Jarby from the onset. Just absolutely hated him. And that became a theme throughout the rest of D&D. And, you know, as the story grew, a lot happened. But I don't think anything t- takes the cake about what happened in the desert city. The, the the gun city. Oh, I think it set a precedent for the rest of the campaign, which was, look, you can't trust anybody in this group. That was the other problem. Is we were all... Like, we were all super evil. Like, you couldn't trust anybody. We had side groups on side groups to kill other people oh. for screwing over the group. Like, we had a group, like, 
screw over George for being the for being the DM. We had like actually have a wait wait. You actually have a a group in WhatsApp. Uh, we so we have we have the shit talk Bonello group. It is true. Yes, we have the D and D without George group. Is that still used now or no? No, no, no. That was just for D and D. It was like for us to plot and plan because whenever we try to counter it. But yeah, you thought I would always metagame. Metagame. Uh, then we have Kill Ange for reversing time. Mm. Uh, I think that's all. Yeah. The there was one time that Ange the Mange came upon a genie's land. I kind of yeah. let him get away with having a yeah. bunch of power. Get away with that. Like that, then, yeah. then that's what happened, right? We all got a bunch of powers. There was more rings introduced to the story. So people are trying always like trying to get the rings and it became like a greedy thing where it was like we're trying to screw each other over for these fucking rings that you brought into the game. Mm-hmm. Just you, you you cracked us apart. And then we cracked apart naturally at the same time. Yeah, that is true. It was a terrible thing. The sessions went wild. Darby there was kind of like he was the mascot. It was like we're all going to be evil and kill. It's fine. We're bad people. Yeah. And then he died. Okay, but he died. Okay, so well, session. Because I'll fight you, you right now. I will. Okay, fight one you. sec, one sec. Before we get into this, we need to explain to the listeners that sometimes Dean Dungeons and Dragons can get very weird very fast. Very. Fast. In particular, Brown's character um, had relations with a dragon. Um, chicka, wah, wah, chicka, wah, wah. In which. Very akin to the community style. Many times. Uh, We technically acted out fantasies between a dragon and a gnome having sexual intercourse. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do with the story, man. I think back on it, it was very. I don't know. I think I was just so involved in my own okay, story I that I weird because I'm like, it's the character. It's not me. It's the character. And I was so involved in my story that I was like, it's the character. The character's yeah. got to play this out. Then you get someone who doesn't play D and D, and they're like, you did what now? Yeah, pretty weird. I like I told told my fiance Kirsty, and she goes, "Well, I don't have any feelings for Brown, do you?" And I was like, "No, God, no." Great time, a flash in the pan. <laughs> And uh, it's like, no, God, that's disgusting. But our characters were just really into it. They were, in, they were into it. Yeah, that's how Dungeons and Dragons can get very weird. There's, I've read a lot of. I'm on um, what is it? It's like a Dungeon Master horse. Or sorry, RPG horror stories Reddit, and a lot of them have to do with people bringing overt sexual tones into D and D games. Yeah, just creeping everyone else out. That's a thing. Yeah, I've read like really creepy sexual stuff, and everyone's like, "I don't feel comfortable with this." Yeah, yeah like, like it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's super weird. There's some bad times. I think that happened on like a like a Twitch one. Like uh, they were streaming D and D, and then the DM went like to a sexual place with like I've gone to those sexual places before like, because sometimes uh, I don't know how to word it like. H rapey. Yeah, like really fucking weird. And it, it was streamed, and like the, the, the people playing were like, I don't feel comfortable. And he's, no, no, it's fine. Just it's fine. Keep going. It sounds yeah. it's just 
think that's something somebody says when people are getting molested or raped too. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was something to do with a robot. It was weird. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I've brought. Sometimes it works in games if people are into it. Like before I played before the campaign with you guys, I was up in Thunder Bay um, University, and I started a marvel sort of themed campaign where people played as mutants and whatnot yeah and arguably they were overpowered as well <laughs> um I you guys weren't my first game my first like actual Dungeons and dragons fantasy campaign that was more like marvel themed campaign gotcha so but even then like there was they introduced goddess of venus Right, and they were in a weird old ancient mutants temple, and um, goddess Venus had a statue there or something, but went near it like you only felt very attracted to the group of the other group of people that were there, and they were under a spell where they were just having like orgy sex for millennia. Christ, man! But people, but those guys didn't really care. They just knew that it was kind of like into it you shouldn't go in there because you will probably get killed it was more of a danger sort of setting rather than like ooh, sex like cat what are you saying no sounds good um getting back into it with your character um Look, you do have to get into your character's death. Yeah. Like, okay, I, I don't, like, people... Okay, 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 okay. Let's roll back here. Let's take it in one stride. My character was at the forefront of many plots in D&D. I had a lot of solo sessions with you, because I really like to play D&D, and I really like to do things in the game. Is that fair to say? That's I was more active about the world than... A lot of the other people we played with. I would agree so. I would agree so. So, so I was involved in a lot of things. And my character also knew a lot because he was old. So people would think I knew more. Or like, bullshit. Like, my character... Your character had amnesia. Yeah, but my character had favoritism and all that stuff. Who knows? Yet to be confirmed. I think we just confirmed (laughs) earlier, but... I would say that the person who is the most involved in... My story is probably someone I'm going to favor most of all. Yeah, so there you go. So we had a we had a dungeon fight. Uh, it, it was you know a lot of up and downs. There were some great moments with the snap reversing time because my character died once. We ran it back due to some overpowered powers we all have. And then our good buddy AKS13 couldn't make it to the second session. One sec. One sec. One sec. You you. Fast forward so much. I had so much planned for this session. I don't remember. Don't get me wrong. Don't Don't get me wrong. You guys threw me for a loop every chance you could, making me improvise on a constant occasion. You left it too open for everybody the entire time. That's how you. That's how you did the first couple sessions. So that's kind of what we got used to. It was like no one. You know, you're playing a video game and you load into a level, and there's the corridor you're supposed to go through. And then you automatically just turn around and see if there's something behind you you can walk through. Yes. 
that's what our D&D session was like. Anytime you pointed us into a direction, we thought it's like, that's where he wants us to. Is that where we really need to go? No, I guess not. But but you guys, but there was no thinking. There was no idea. There was no thought behind the process of maybe there. They were inebriated ninety five percent of the time. How many times did Anth zone out into space, look down, and just whisper to you, "I attack him"? Huh? Many times. Many times. times. Many times. Same with Ben. Anth's attacking. I'm attacking. Yes, I understand that. I understand that. But but that that session infuriated mo- me most of all because you guys had an ally in game was saying, "Look, can bring dwarf. dwarf population, the dwarf population, the city that you guys founded to really make things better and to make things better for them because they were being like genocidally you know, killed, Mad King, and and you guys." Okay, let's just go kill the Mad King. And it's like, mm, but you, but I'm telling you, the ally knows. No, 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 no. The ally can stay behind. Yeah. No, no, the ally wants to come. Oh no, 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 no. Listen, I can tell you exactly what happened. I was, I was there. You, you were. Rings too important to everybody because anyone who had a ring and was like, no, 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 guys, let's do what the dwarf said. Everyone without a ring was like, fuck you. You're just saying that because you already have a fucking ring. So you know what? No. I'm going to go get this ring. And what can we say? True. If I didn't have a ring, I'd want one. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Greed. It's greed, but we're all greedy characters. And it's just like, I get it. I want a ring too. These rings are bullshit. They're great. It gives you such an advantage and it gives you an advantage in combat it gives you advantages in storytelling it gives you an advantage when you're just talking to people because they give you crazy abilities and they just lead to more cool things it's true so it's like why not we had our own group chat with the rings everyone who had a ring was able to talk to each other once johnny got his ring that is true yeah like there was a lot of positives it was like a subscription service (laughs) there was a lot of good they were too good. Okay. So we but went to watch the ring. We went, and your character died under the most noblest of circumstances, even giving the villain a chance, possibly screw everyone over. And then Ange, when he got that, the, that genie, he got the power to reverse time by five minutes. Unfortunately, five minutes in game is almost like, like in a long time. hours hours in reality like in combat time slows down so like every turn is like five seconds yes. so you can have like a four hour combat session and that's like five minutes in real time as long as it's interesting people are still into it right and i think during that time people were because the danger was just so real people were losing health so quickly there was a giant no fucking machine that was there yeah there was like uh, three like sub bosses that were the first time yeah. i went like rewired one and like they became an ally and i was like cool shit cool shit yeah no it was it was i i thought i i wrote it out really well and then ange the mange turned back time five minutes because your character died totally by the way very, the chest in one hit the most honorable fucking that's i've i've seen and then everything was turned back and then you guys even defeated them 
no, no, no. If he's so, a bad guy. You have to no no see now you're going too fast. Acast thirteen missed the session. And A turn Acast thirteen was a bitch the entire D D game. <laughs> like the entire campaign, he was a punk ass bitch. All right, I'm burning on all the D D bridges right now. This is D D after show. Cause this fuck had an infamous time without with health potions. Everything he did was about <laughs> potions and ice. And there was the infamous war episode where we were gearing up for war. The total, you have to put yourself in the mindset. There's a war where we have our own little town of Jarbo and it's under siege. And we are the leaders of this town. And an army's coming to kill us. And he goes and he's trying to haggle with the alchemist about health potions and trying to buy them. And he's, it's just, it didn't work. And I introduced and said, hey, Kez. You, he's not going to sell you health potions. We're at war. He's making them for the troops. Shut up. So I'll give you 10 gold for 10 health potions. Okay, no, 50. <laughs> and it kept going back and forth for like five minutes. And then the guy, the, the, the computer player, the, the, the shopkeeper, just threw a bunch of health potions at our good buddy AKS13. And from that point on, he was the health potion dude. So fast forward to this session where he couldn't make it for the repeat because, you know, real life gets in the way. So he told you how to play his character because he was there. You can't write him out of it. He was he was literally there. Like right his character the was there. Yes. And what did he tell you? Yeah. Where we rewound, it was after we had fought a bunch of stuff to get to the boss door. Think of it like that. We got to the boss room, but we were injured. We were battered. We were like not a hundred percent. So what did he tell you? basically told me to negotiate with the people there about health potions like to make sure that deals were made um <laughs> deals were made um uh you know deals had to be made in order to get health potions for so we're up against this giant robot and this evil robotic creature and we're asking our good buddy for health potions and what does he say to us every time we ask isn't it like what do you got like what it, what? what do you got no how much five, 10 gold 15 gold yeah. <laughs> we're in a fight so we somehow managed we just said we all agreed unanimously fuck this guy what a dick so we all we, we went through and we beat it due, due to Mike's stroke of genius and rolling the rolls yeah, and there was some good rolls talk to him and like he he got he got him to give up or give up the power mm-hmm. something along yeah. those lines yeah essentially he kind of brought out the humanity that was in yeah. in the creature yeah so we didn't have to fight him and then the combat's over and now we get to fuck with Ket and his yeah fucking character for pissing everyone off so i had stolen a bunch of his stuff off of him as payback and there was there was a little bit of like a lava pit so you can just burn stuff so we were burning some of his shit you know as all good friends do to each other in D. &D. oh yeah easy and then i came across an item called the fig of chaos fig of chaos where i call absolute bullshit absolute to the 10th degree because in the past when we came across an item 
or a, a character story or a location that we knew about, but we forgot fucking two years since we've seen it, you would say your character remembers that this is the blah, blah. You know, remember that, that phrase you do? Yeah, I remember your character remembered, your character does this, your character does that, but on the same fucking token, don't you dare, don't you fucking dare, because guess what every other Dungeons and Dragons player does out there, and I'm sure, and I hope to God I get the fucking tweets in on at Padres Podcast, they let you fucking know, when you get an item, write down what it does, when you learn something note who made notes brown who had pages and pages of notes about it wasn't my item it was his item i have notes on it exactly though exactly so technically with the character not being there and then on top of that him kind of actually saying no and then also on top of that you stole something you knew that wasn't yours and you probably had no idea about Happened. My character had seen the item before. I just forgot what it was. I thought it was and poetic I, justice. And I ate it. Now, people may talk shit about why did you eat it. Now, I'd like to say that was a trope of my character. My character would eat things, lick things all the time from like day two. I don't right? really remember that. I remember Judini doing I remember Angie's character doing it. Like. Like, they like we can just items all the time. Like I remember, I found a bone of someone dead, and I'm like, I eat it. Like, yeah, okay, I do remember that. Okay, yeah, like, okay. I, you, to, I no, agree. I, I agree. I would do it. So I get this figure of chaos, and my thought process was because I forgot what it was. I'm like, oh, this is a story item that he's doing with you separately, <laughs> like a like a, like a side mission item, <laughs> like an item you yeah, got at one point. Yeah, like it's. I thought it was like a personal item, so I was like, "I'm gonna eat it," and then it blew up in my stomach, and Kill it me. completely destroyed your character. Yeah, I, uh, easily one of the most fucked up moments. Yeah, in, uh, in our history. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I eat the fig. Johnny was sad. Johnny was yelling. Johnny was, that was that 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 killed the mood. Killed everything. If people went home that night. Realizing that they won, but they lost but at the same lost. time. Lost. Like, lost their mascot. Even even Ben, who hated Jarby, said he... Cut out there at the end. What did he say? Even Ben, who hated Jarby, said he felt sad. Yeah. Because, like I said, your character was kind of like the mascot of the group. He was this almost ancient gnome amnesia who you know even the name and the idea of jarby goes back in our in our history for years yeah it's a it's an old name we'll get into that one day in a a future podcast you know like times we used to spend yeah no even for myself as much fun as i had in your character's death and ripping up your character sheet was it was i think it was the the beginning of that it, it was the beginning of the end, cause, because then, you know, I went back to my house and I had to make a new character. And now I had, I had played D&D, right? So, like, I, I was like, I want to play now. Like, because, like, Jarby was the fun character, you know. Oh, I didn't know how to 
play. You know when you play a game and you're shit, and then you get better, and it's like, I'm going to restart and like play for realist time? Yeah, I hear you. That's what The Wanderer was supposed to be. Like, But the problem was, D&D's a team game. So, <laughs> so just because I wanted to play the real one, everyone else wanted to play the same one that we've been playing for four years. And the character didn't quite mesh well. Like, it's like wrestling, you know? It's like WWE. It's like the character came onto the scene, didn't really <laughs> fit the current mood, you know, attitude era wasn't really in there, you know? Yep. Kind of like a ahead of his time. That's what that's what I'll call the wanderer. Uh, or maybe or maybe not even ahead of his time, but proper for his time. It's just the wrong time. It's just wrong time. Just the wrong place, the wrong time. Granted, when your new character made an introduction, that is also when we introduced the ninth person into so the that's my other what I was getting to is we had added a couple more people. And so what it helped because not everyone could make it. And things like that. But when we started, then, like, the last section of it, everyone could make all the sessions. I don't know what happened, but, like, we had turnout every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. All nine people were there. Or eight people, eight people, eight people. And then when we had nine, all nine people were there back for, for, like, four or five sessions back to back. So it became huge. And it was, like, combat was terrible because you just sit there. Like, cause like, like you didn't know, like you have to read the situation, you know, you, you go on your phone for a couple seconds cause there's nine people and you're like, oh shit, this guy moved. Where was he? Or you have to look at your character sheet and you have to figure out. Cause like, especially like spellcaster characters, you have to like, what spell am I going to do? Then you have to roll a dice. Like it became a slog. It did. Get- it really did. Even though it wasn't supposed to be because what was supposed to happen was people are supposed to pay attention to yeah. what's going on in battle to say, oh, now that he did this, maybe strategically I can go over here. But really, that nobody was paying attention. To char- also, people not knowing their characters, people not knowing their spells, people not knowing how to actually cast spells. Like It, it added so much time. Like I think even an experienced group, nine people is just too much. And then we had an inexperienced group, and it was like, holy shit, I want to gouge my eyes out. Yeah, of course. Easy. Like it just, and then like like characters' motivations. I be, I wrote like a neutral good character, like an idiot. Yep. So I didn't want to kill everyone, and everyone fucking hated him. I know people hated him because I kept dragging things out. <laughs> I wouldn't want anyone to die. And I remember there was one session where I was like, "Just let us fucking kill him. Just let us kill this dude." And I was like, "No." What are you doing? He's just a random dude. You can't kill him. And everyone's like, I want to continue the story. Just let us kill him. Oh, yeah. And, like, and I get yeah. it. Because that's like, anytime a, a side character came out that we didn't care about, I was like, just kill him. Done. Don't got to deal with that. Uh. You there know? were side characters I made. Okay, here's the thing. I would make side characters put thought and time and energy into them and you guys would throw them away like yeah. they were nothing that's the, like we would just murder people because it's like if in the first conversation he didn't link to the overarching theme of what we were doing that session it was like dude you're absolutely useless to us right now <laughs> then i would it. improvise a random ass character and one of you guys would latch on to him like nothing okay. else ego was like holy ego. crap that was a character. Like I, that was what was interesting. 
the Vigo Vigo was a character, and I thought it was it got very homoerotic with Ainge. It did. Like, it did. Like like got, Jarby recruited him as like a joke because everyone was leaving Jarbo, and I was like, I play, I do some magic stuff to hopefully entertain and try to get some of the people to come because Jarbo is a great city, and I think I rolled like a pretty high number, but we only got one. It was Vigo. It was Vigo and his and his no his son Vigo or did we already have Vigo? Oh, no, 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 no. You had Vigo and then Vigo brought his father Vigo. Vigo, gotcha. Vigo and yeah, I that was you the thing, like really small side characters. Some of them just worked and they became big names. What can I say? <laughs> really did, and I mean, it, absolutely hilarious. But I mean, I, I love how you knew from the beginning not to trust Vigo. Oh, I hated Vigo from the start. I don't know why. I just knew. Just knew, eh? Well, I ended up. But I think there. I knew. That's why. Spoiler. What? What? You say? What? Nothing. Fuck you, man. Me. Me and Johnny were close. He made. Put some things. About Vigo. Guy. I think that was after I said fuck Vigo, and like I just didn't like him. He's like, no, you really shouldn't like him. I can't remember though. I think he told me, and then that's why I was like, fuck Vigo. Vigo Remember why? Spoiler. Yeah, he was helping out Father Greg. Yeah, uh, Johnny's character's Johnny, father. Johnny's is, dad. Uh, the, the great wizard, Gorio. Gregorio. Father G. You guys say it was Gregori. Sorry, not Gregori. Gregori. Yeah, which, which only later you guys made me realize Greg. Technic- oh no, sorry, it wasn't his father. Sorry, we know. Yeah, his uncle was his father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but his he was father. his uncle was the other dude. Exactly, exactly. Well, the, other, the main character, Star Stavinov, was supposed to be like your guys is like be- like he was supposed to help you guys. Oh, he was supposed to be our boy. Yeah, and you guys just constantly tore him down. Yeah, and we were not good people. And, and to him, it was his uncle. Yeah. Grigori was his uncle, and then you made me realize that that's Uncle Greg. That's, yeah. that's literally the name of beast that, that wouldn't uh, confirm me. <laughs> yep, throwback. Yep, the way back. You know that was in your subconscious as, as the kids. Guess say. so. I guess. I guess. <laughs> you no, know? something like that. Um, and then uh, yeah, D and D, the one. Had a really deep backstory. I think I wrote like two pages. I tied him into the current story. I had him have his own unique story. Everything about the character tied into the abilities and the story and the bear totem necklace, which is what the barbarian like. It was a thought out character. It was really thought out. I will have to admit, you did and very well with that. Showed character. up and got shit on left, right, and center mm-hmm. from all sides. It was a sad time. I went from being the mascot to like, do they even want me here anymore? Like, should like I even show up can. anymore? Yeah. Like, I should just, I just shouldn't hang out with these people right now. <laughs> they, they do not like me. And then, I, yeah, like I said, like that was the beginning of the end because there was supposed to be a part in that where the elves were going to come down and you guys were going to work alongside the elves to defeat like a common enemy and possibly get another ring, but. Guys, but you know, of course, we had a couple people in the group that didn't like elves, so they killed the elves. The elves that yeah. started the beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say my character did his plan perfectly. 
Yeah, that is true. The yeah. The last session we ever did was split up into three parts. Different people going to different parts of a castle to take it down, take down the main guy, this, that, the other. Yeah, I will say, you you did it very well. You ended it amazingly. Um, and I got cursed. And then you got cursed. Yeah, your character got cursed. Sad times. Um, here's a, well, it's a very important question. Did you ever want group to play D&D again? See, that's... Because I, I, I was actually going to think of, like, we could easily do Zoom D&D. You could. Well, I guess no, because everyone needs dice, right? No, no, no. Um, there's oh, uh, this, there's a site called... Dice, right? There's a website. Yeah, there's online dice. Yeah. yeah. And, like, isn't there, like, an online, like, thing where we all, like, can, like, join a session? You can, like, make maps, and we can all it's see... It's actually what I do with my current uh, campaign yeah. with my friends uh, right yeah. now, is we're... Like, we, could, we could easily do it, but I, but I would like to play it properly, where you have the spell slots. Okay, you're level two. You get two. You get two spell slots before you have to short rest. So you have to think: when am I going to use these slots? Like you have to like think about it. You have to be proactive with it. And I would like to play it regularly, where it's a regular campaign. We're all just Joe Blow, you know, adventurer dudes. We have a main mission. You know, we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. One team, a unit. We could be riff, like Breakfast Club type shit. We all come from different spaces, but we all get together, we glue, we gel, we jive, as the kids say, and, and we, we complete our goal. Set raising our fists. Well, hopefully one day we can do it, man. I think when uh, when I'm done my I current campaign... I want nine people. Like, I'm saying, like, four to, four to five. Like that but then nine now... People too much like it's just too much no matter how good it is it's just boring like it's just agree agree it takes a lot of time who would you look at in our group and say listen no like you can't play with us because it's hard you just put it out like who actually wants to play every week like just put it like it's gonna be weekly every week you have to play more or less like who's down for that commitment can hear you. Like, 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 you can't just come on for be there one week, miss three weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you, you mean. Know, like, like, you gotta... I know you want to include everyone, and that makes sense, but it's like it just doesn't work. It, it's kindness leads to destruction. It kindness leads to destruction. I didn't know what the quote was. I don't know what the line was. I don't know what the actual thing is. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I don't know. Whatever you want to use. Actually, um, yeah, that's, I think that's the exact quote like, you wanted to like use. You want to include everyone, but it just leads to a bad place where no one has fun. Because you want to make sure everyone has fun, no one has No, absolutely. I Really, what I should have done is I should have kind of not cared what people were doing, what people were kind of like, whatever, and then just throw them into the fire. Because trial by fire is usually what makes people come of it better. Yeah, like people need to die a lot faster. Like, that was the thing, is that usually in D&D games, I mean, sometimes people hold on to their characters throughout the whole thing. Sometimes. You know? But, listen, my first character ever made, second session, I, Yeah. It made me realize, okay, because I, and I played a very serious character, played a character who was, like, very soft-spoken, you know, he, he I don't know, he, he just, he died under the wrong circumstances. After that, you know, I realized that's it. I gotta have fun with characters. Yeah. Yeah, but I want, I would want to play legit like 
actual rules. Drinking a health potion is an action. It's an action. If you drink a health potion, you can't <laughs> do anything else. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that, where it's like, if you're behind half cover, okay, half cover, you know, you get an extra, like you get two plus two AC, or I forget what the actual rules of, or it's like they, they attack a disadvantage and full cover something else, you know, like smaller scale, but more quality in each thing versus the grand scale. But it's like, is there rubble here? What's, what's in this room again? What's here? But there's eight. That's also demanding a lot from me. That's demanding me knowing a lot of the rules. Yeah, I'll tell you something right now. Everyone has to learn the rules. He's peasy. I know the Dungeon Masters have learned the rules, but also the Dungeon Master can look at you and say, hey, fuck the rules. They they can. Don't get me wrong. Homebrew is homebrew. It is what it is. Bro. Too much. Drinking your own brew too much. Bad time. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I drank too much of my own brew. You, there was a lot of brew being passed around. Oh, yeah. Different types of brew at those D&D sessions, too, if you know what shitty, I'm saying. Shitty brew. A lot of... One person in particular brought bad brew. Oh, wait, it was you every fucking week. Bone Shaker sucks. Bone Shaker is one of the greatest beer ever. You're fucking actually, You're actually an idiot. My inebriation getting, like, by the end too with the sessions i think everyone was just kind of done everyone was kind of over it oh, everybody was just consuming more and more by the end yeah like even after we leave it was like oh god we didn't do fuck all that session or it's like oh that was kind of <laughs> meh like the first session we'd leave and we'd be like on ants port and like holy fuck this and that blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was crazy and then by the end it's like it's like we checked in for work and checked out and i was like mm. andrew go you got two hours, and I'm going to play guitar. Yeah, and then it would be sometimes where Andrew would, and would just start playing Fortnite in the middle yeah. of the D&D session. Well, like, he could, because there was so much time in between shit. Especially if people were talking, and, like, it was, a, it was a conversation between this character and one of our player characters, but it was only relevant to them. So everyone else was like, do I interject and fuck up this dude's plot, or do I just sit here for 20 minutes and not say anything? It, beca- it became too much. It was too big for its own good. Big. Too big. Too many things, too many dishes. You it don't cooks. want a restaurant that has that. It's true. That is true. That is one of the biggest criticisms of Gordon Ramsay when he goes into uh, Kitchen Nightmares. There you go. See? Which one? I, I, I know there's a quote. I just can't think of it. God damn. Any cooks? I guess, but not really. I was talking about like, more ingredients. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of see what you oh, mean. Yeah, yeah you can't. Into, like, your new session, because is it taking place in our world? It is. It actually takes place immediately after what you guys did. Immediately after I start. Oh, uh, one, two continents south of continent you guys were on. Continent? Like, different, what the hell? Continent? So, yeah, so essentially, if you want to imagine it in the most, you know, in the proper way yeah take a look at you your characters were essentially in you know let's even say where you guys finished at full forest right uh, you guys are in uh, northern east yeah uh they are on an island south of south america holy cave 
man, that's so far away. Like, what? But still, even there, the consequences of your actions. Oh still my god, fit. get over that. Hey, listen, what you guys mean? affected that world more than you'll ever know. It wasn't even me. I was already dead. We didn't need to keep the bag closed anymore. And then I, uh... What's his name? Mebo? The yeah, virus? Mebo. No yeah, yeah. virus that would kill all the gnomes. As soon as Jarby died, it's like, dude, you can open your bag again. We don't have a gnome anymore. <laughs> yep, it was true. It's true. And then started a complete wipeout. Um, I, I, I haven't made the decision if we play again, whether I want you in the war, if you, I want you guys to start in the world after that point, or history of, of the world you guys were in. I Yeah, I prefer, like, Clean slate, get us out of there. Get out of there altogether. Like no, not even any reference toward what your characters did. Like you could, but like small scale, man. Small scale, nothing crazy. Well, I finished. I finished the world map. I mean, so technically, I can put you guys wherever the fuck I want. And you know, if it's far away from where you guys were, and it's far away from where you guys were, but I can also throw you back in history. You know. I would definitely say, like, keep the approach of, like, seasons where it's like, okay, this year you're, you're taking on the tower of blah, 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 and you start off in this far off town away from this tower. This tower's all the way over here. You know, and that's the other thing. Up, you know, you go through. That's the other thing is we don't really need to do campaigns. Yeah. You don't really need a campaign. You need, like a quest. And then yeah. also, you know, th that's Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, really, we can always take a look at different RPGs. Style games yeah. too. True. I mean, I like. I think Pathfinder and stuff like that. I think. No, that's the same thing. As oh my god! Of course it is. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, uh, oh but Ange really wanted to check out Call of Cthulhu. Isn't that D D though? Isn't that just a map and mm, book? No, no, it's not. It's it's more like it's Lovecraftian. It kind of takes place in like and the modern world, kind of. Lovecraftian. It's just like. He loves Lovecrafty. No, he does. Yeah, it's like the idea of elder gods and ancient and eldritch beings. Yeah, I, I googled Call of Cthulhu and it's a video. I don't know where this uh... Call of Cthulhu? What do you mean it's a video? It's a video game. It's a video game. They based it. Yeah, it's a survival game. It, it has 3% based... on Metacritic. Don't know if we're playing that anytime soon. Obviously, it was made. Oh, here we go. Call Cthulhu RPG introduced yeah. in 1981. Of course. Okay, our our producer is bringing up Gloomhaven, which uh, I've never played before. You, you're never gonna play it. I can tell you, you're not gonna play it. That. Okay, so if you Google it, it's a big ass board game. For all the folks at home, I'm into board games. I love board games. Board games are great. It brings people together. Um, yeah, you you really got into. D&D, I think, because of it, it was kind of yeah. like a board game feel. Yeah. So Gloomhaven is basically the board game version of D&D. Okay. Is D&D in a box? It's a huge box. It is massive. Like I had to buy personalized containers to like store it all and stuff because you have to buy the game and you have to you have to buy an organizer for everything. And you like every there's a whole story and it's like a legacy style game where it's like you move forward with the story each session. Mm -hmm. So you have the same characters. Um, it takes like forty-five minutes to an hour for me to set up every time. Jesus. Then the so imagine then 
we go into the dungeon because most it's a board game. There's not a lot of like talking. It's like you you pull a card and like it gives you a scenario. The group votes on what they do. You know, action uh, um, solution A, solution B. Depending on what your characters have, there might be a C. Like you have this trait because you're like a spell weaver, so you get like a third option. But it's then it's combat. Like you get to the dungeon, you go. Uh, but it's a board game, so the creatures don't move on their own. You have to move them. Of course. But, I'm not the dungeon, like, I'm playing as one of the players, but I also then have to, because I know the rules, I have to move the creatures. And the way you move the creatures is you flip a card. It says what the cre- that creature does. So every skeleton moves three hexes and then attacks with a bow attack. So I have to do that for every skeleton. Then the next monster, depending on the speed, goes. And so I have to be moving the monsters, making the monsters attacks, while also playing as a character, making my own things and doing my own things. It's not like you. It's not like you are the dungeon master, but you're kind of thrust in a position. I'm like a half dungeon master, but also a full player. And I also have to set up the game and then take down the game, which takes again like thirty minutes. 30, I'm minutes. taking a look at it. It's very complex. It's it's a lot, and it just it's like oh, oof, oof. Wow, I see people playing it, looking like they're playing Dungeons. Yeah, like we have like apps on our phones that make it easier because like just doing everything on the board is ridiculous. But yeah, and mm-hmm. also like Amph's table, like it's a big ass game, and so like there's no good place for us to play it either because you need like a big ass table with all this shit laying out. And at my I thought I was gonna get a gaming like board game area in the basement of the house I live in, but that dream died. Dream died, eh? Died, I know. I hear that. So I, like, I put it on hold. I'm like, oh, that was going to happen within like you know six months or so. And I was like, rather just you know do fresh there, because like it's just a really big game with a lot of pieces and stuff, and it's just like a pain in the ass. But yeah, maybe one day. But it's 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 a commitment. I'm not willing to make. Much like replacing my motherboard. It's upsetting. People people are depending on that motherboard. Uh, yeah, that's okay. I'm going to represent those people because I know they're not being properly represented on this podcast right now. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. I don't know where he went. I think he said, hey, and then that's it. Maybe maybe AKS13 truly did. Took him, out, took him out back. Took him out back. Um, it's, my, it's my dog, Pa. I mean, like, the other thing that kind of, like, gets me is that no one else is willing to part of Dungeon Master in our group of Fuck friends. Fuck that. Upsetting. I, can't, I, I, would, I would gladly Dungeon Master as in just be the enemies in like the, the fighting in combat, oh. but I wouldn't want to like Hello, I am Hello, how are you? Like role play. I wouldn't want to do that. Oh, so you would gladly not even have like a static character. You'd probably you'd have no problem being like I, what I I have my own character but he's the villain. Yeah. Uh. Like think of like um Power Rangers Ed he like spawns in the monsters and then they fight the Power Rangers. And like you would even play as the villains? Yeah. Like I'd just be the villains and just be like there's a troll. I mean, I even then there would be like there'd be like a whole point in the game where you're just kind of sitting there not doing anything. No, no, think of like all the enemies. Think of like Digimon Season 1 where they had those weird 
spheres in them and they're being controlled by somebody and that they're not actually evil, but the spheres make them evil. I'm that dude making them evil, so I control them. Things like that. I don't know if you watched Digimon season one with the black ears. Okay, I, I see your. I, no, no, I, I hear what you're saying, but you know that significant parts of playing Dungeons and Dragons is about diplomacy as well. Yeah, fuck that. I just want to control the monsters. You just want constant, nonstop fighting in D and D. Yeah. No, that's the only role I'm comfortable with doing as a DM. I wouldn't be able to do the role play. You know, they walk into a the politics, like setting the scene up. You know, thinking of everything. It's like so they go talk to the bartender, and then you got to pretend to be the bartender and set up a story. Well, I bring a lot of politics into my game. Yeah, I hate that. But you hate that because it's just like ugh, like. Like, like actual politics at all, or no? No, not my thing. I want to kill orcs and have sex with dragons. That's what I want to do. In my right, well, if we're gonna get back to the sex with dragons, I think uh, I think we're gonna call it um, <laughs> fucking good, weirdo. Good way to end it. That's <laughs> what we do here. And call this episode "Sex with Dragons." Sex with dragons. That should be a book of Game of Thrones. <laughs> the sex with dragons. <laughs> Alright, well, are you uh, comfortable with this? Well, we're definitely not going to get any copyright infringement because that was the worst rendition of that song I've ever heard. I have a great voice and I can sing it. <laughs> I am what they call... I have perfect pitch. Not to get confused with Anna, Anna Kendrick's famous movie, Pitch Perfect. Well, I hope you're comfortable with this episode. I know many listeners probably won't be. Um, <laughs> they will not. Um, like we said, we are very happy to see our, our listeners out there in Italy, United States, and of course our, our, our homeboys and homegirls in Canada. Mario. Oh, yeah. Mario. I'm a Luigi. <laughs>